Welcome to the Business Awards Show, where we share valuable information and secret nuggets to get your award entry notice by the judges for all the right reasons. Our weekly episodes also feature inspirational interviews with winners, judges and sponsors. So let's dive in and start your journey to award-winning success. Hello, it's Debbie Gilbert here from the Business Awards show and I'm also the founder of the Best Business Women Awards and today I'm very excited to be interviewing Alec Jones who is the founder of the Great British Expos and the founder of the Great British Business Awards and also runs the Thames Valley and Southwest Business Awards as well so two other award programs and is also a founder of SME Today, which is a magazine aimed at um, entrepreneurs and small business owners. So welcome, Alec. Oh my goodness, what a lot of things that you do. And on top of that, you have a charity as well called yeah, Cherishes. Yeah. You know, thank you very much. I think when, oh. I first, when I first met you, I think we were doing the show in Windsor, weren't we? Back yes. Oh my God, years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We first set up in Windsor and I perhaps wasn't as grey or as old as I look now because <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've launched all of them since then. It's been a bit of a roller coaster, but yeah, it's, it's been an incredible journey. You have had an incredible journey. So you obviously came from a marketing background all those years ago. Hmm. Um, so what inspired you to set up the Expos first of all? Really, I mean, we, we, as you say, I ran a marketing agency for somebody else. I worked with Alison, who's now my business partner. And um, really, we we kind of was making a lot of money for somebody else. And perhaps we didn't, um, it wasn't really aligned to what we want, really wanted to do. So Alison kept saying to me, Alec, you know, why don't we, why don't you work for yourself? And um, why don't we go into business together? And um, so she really is the first person to encourage me to do that. At the time, the thought of, you know, taking on and not having a salary each month and not having that regular income and the big step to becoming an entrepreneur was very, very daunting. And, um, but you know, we did it and we launched our first show back in Windsor. And, we, and um, there really wasn't many expos, regional expos around 12 years ago. So, really, we were kind of one of the first people to launch it in those areas. And we just wanted to give the business community an opportunity to genuinely network, but also not just come into an area doing a show and moving on. We wanted to build community, wanted to give back and really develop roots in the areas that we're in. Yeah, so you did that and it's really successful because I've exhibited a number of times. I've been a visitor. It's the amazing events and we will put the details of your events into the show notes and also links if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, So from that, spawned the idea of cherishers and then you were kind of searching around looking for a way to raise money to get that off the ground so talk talk me through that process and how the awards evolved yeah I mean basically we we did the first show in Windsor as you know and then um people kept saying oh can you bring a show to Swindon can you bring a show to Birmingham the next thing we know we're in seven locations around the (laughs) UK and it was just my goodness we were were doing like we went from getting like a thousand people at Windsor to like 12,000 people throughout the year so it was that that in itself was an incredible journey but you know myself I I had a quite a troubled um, childhood and I had parents who were addicts and I was really helped um, you know through Julie is also a director of Great British Expos outside of this she's also got her own um, 
um, charity and she's also got her own youth project. So I was one of the people that benefited from her youth work and growing up. Um, so when it came back to when we became successful, we're thinking, how could we really help other people and how could we give back? And one of the ways that we did that was by thinking we could not only give money, um, but we could also help um, obviously set this charity up, which is Cherishers, which helps people that have been um, ex-abuse addicts, uh, ex-abuse victims, and rehabilitates them and put them back into meaningful employment. Because one thing we found, um, Debbie, was these people who had these perhaps criminal backgrounds, had been in prison, had been addicts, they couldn't just walk into a job. People wouldn't touch them. So we really wanted to, to give them a route back into employment. So we set the awards up to use the profits from the awards as seed funding to fund Cherishers and make it sustainable and really to give back. And Cherishers is just growing from strength to strength. It's now got 30 employees. It helps over 700 families a week. Um, it, it's just a, it's an animal of itself now. Yeah. <laughs> How exciting. And where is Cherishers based? The church space in the Midlands, um, okay. just outside of Litchfield. Um, mm -hmm. It's now got, um, we went from having one little shop to having three shops that we've knocked together and it's three stories in the middle of our town centre. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's constantly grown and grown and grown. And, um, you know, it's really good to see all the activities that it's doing. And we've, we've branched out from just providing employment to people. We now do lunch clubs and we do, um, you know, befriending care in the community, loads of stuff it does. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So obviously this is the Business Awards show, so I'm keen to talk to you about your awards. Having been a finalist this year myself <laughs> for Female Entrepreneur of the Year, I was so excited. Yeah. So I came along to Reading and we had an amazing evening back in April. Um, so talk me through like where the awards began and, and your ethos around your awards and how they're judged and let's just yeah. share all the yeah, all the intricacies of, of your awards. And <laughs> um, so really with the awards, we, we were seeing so many businesses coming both as exhibitors and as visitors. By the time we launched the awards, we were probably getting 6,000 visitors to the shows because we were doing about, I think, four, four expos at that point. And we were getting about four or 500 exhibitors. And, you know, we, some of these businesses were so deserving, um, you know, and some of the people, you heard the story about how they went from startup to now they're turned over their first million. And, you know, we, and we kept saying, why haven't you entered award ceremonies? And one of the things that we found was back in the day was um, people would enter and it'd really be led by the sponsors if they <laughs> if they had sponsored you know, a huge whack of money, they would normally be on the judging panel and they would also then be picking their clients, basically. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to give an award ceremony that was completely independent of Alison, me, Julie, independent of our sponsors, had an independent panel of judges that actually decided um, a winners on merit not based upon how much they've paid to enter or how much tickets they've bought or how much whether their friends sponsoring. So that's what we really set up to do. Um, so, you know, even now, Debbie, people still think I sit in the judging room and I have an influence on who wins. Oh, Alec, I have the same problem. Everyone yeah. thinks that, you you know, we have an influence over it. And of course we don't. And it's refreshing to know that you're on the same page as yeah. me because I have sat at award ceremonies and thought, how has that judge and that sponsor just won an award? And yes, why yeah. is that? And maybe they did win on merit. I'm not saying they didn't, but I don't allow sponsors and judges to enter my no, awards. No, I just don't. No. It's, it's you either you either enter or you sponsor or you judge. You can't. There's a, there's a conflict there and as sure. you say of course there is people sit there and they think oh you know they think it's a fix and it's not mm. 
And um, so, yeah, so we purposely were never involved in the judging. Um, mm. Obviously, the judges give us their feedback and yeah. we actually read through their top three and we read through the judges' mm-hmm. comments and notes um, to actually see that it is, obviously, mm. that these people are credible that have been won. And quite often, you know, I've had friends that have entered, I've had met friends in business, and it's it's very awkward because they, you know, and I have to say... <laughs> Oh, I have had the same thing. People, sometimes people drop my name apparently into entries. Um, The judges tell me this and I think they think it's going to help and it really isn't going to make any difference whether you know me or you don't. But I've had the same thing. And I think one of my most embarrassing things was um, there was a number of entries from a networking group I belonged to and seven of them didn't get shortlisted. And I thought, I'm going to be blackballed now. (laughs) No one's going to want to talk to me. But what actually came out of it was people were like, oh, well, we actually know this is genuine and, you know, that you don't shortlist everybody. Because some awards do, I think, maybe shortlist a lot of people. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, we took a lot out. Um, the only reason being is some of the nominations, and if you're the same, we get in yeah. not enough detail, you know. No, as much as we say to people, you know, detail is king, and no. um, the judges are really looking at this. Um, so, you know, if they don't get through the short shortlisting stage, it's just simply because there's not been enough detail. Mm. And, um, and really, when you're comparing it against some of the people that have been shortlisted, that's the reason why. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's very hard. I mean, we, we've we gone from the Thames Valley in the Southwest getting thousands of nominations and mm-hmm. the, going through the whole process can be quite um, a laborious process. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, no, and, and we often give people feedback as well. So people say, mm-hmm. well, why haven't I been shortlisted? Mm-hmm. We refer them to the judges. So when people say, why haven't I been a finalist or why haven't I been, why wasn't a winner? We've had that before. And I say, it's nothing to do with me. You need to get the feedback from the judges and they will give you constructive feedback if that's what you want. Yeah. And re-enter next year. Yeah, it's yeah, good. It's such think- a good, I mean, that's, I think that's what a credible awards company is about, really. You know, um, I'm doing all my reviews for people for next week because uh, I think that, Sometimes people just don't put the right things in. They don't really understand what they should and shouldn't be in, you know, putting into the entry. Or they don't read the questions properly. Or we did have quite a funny one this year. This lady obviously had copied and pasted something off her website mm-hmm. and it, it obviously stuck in the entry. So every single question oh, was no. the same. Oh, no. <laughs> it was oh, no. something that she'd copied off her website. So I mean, just read your entry before you submit it. The biggest, the biggest thing for us as well is, I don't know if about you, Debbie, but even when we get to shortlist, if you haven't put financials in there and you're entering the business of the year or new startup of the year or SME of the year, you know, that is a that is a, one of the key things that people just don't do. How can the judges decide whether you should be the business of the year when they don't even know if you're making a profit or if you're, new, if you're running at a loss or, you know, what you, or how you've scaled up? So I think that's one of the biggest things really that people just mm. fail on. Is actually their um, their financials. They don't submit them. Yeah, I totally, totally uh, feel your pain. Basically, <laughs> so what? How do you go about deciding what sort of categories to have? I mean, do you change them every year, or are they the same ones? Or I mean, the same, they are the same ones. Um, with COVID, we introduced. We haven't got that anymore. But COVID community champion. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just introduced. Um, I think two years ago, innovator of the year because we're mm-hmm. seeing there's a lot of innovation in the areas. And I think COVID caused many people to innovate, um, you know, and th- think about doing business differently. And we've just launched this year um, Solar Entrepreneur of the Year as well. Mm, um, we, were requested, we were requested, we um, requested, I think you know perhaps the person who would request it. And, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And and I think it was really good as well because that's another thing we found. You know, yeah. when you've got female entrepreneur of the year, it was a good point that the person made. You've got a female entrepreneur that may be turning over a couple of million and got 30 yeah. employees and really scaled up. But then you've got a lady that's perhaps just started up in business. So, you know, it's really difficult when they're going up against um yeah these you know more experienced nominations so yeah. i think solo entrepreneur we're really really looking forward to seeing the nominations we get from that this year but we don't really change it around too much no. it's quite it's quite um generic the nominate the categories yeah. that we have yeah they are i mean we bought the solopreneur in a category in this year um which obviously the lovely uh fiona um yeah. scott uh who i know works close with your awards as well sponsored and it, it was for that reason, really, that um, one of our judges, David Bell, had suggested it last year because he said, you know, the trouble is you've got like bigger, exactly what you said, bigger companies um, up against people who have been maybe trading for 10 years, but they don't have staff yeah. because they don't need it, but they're actually trading really well and they're a really nice, strong business. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's good to recognise that a lot of people do work on their own, but it doesn't make their business any less successful than somebody that's got no, no, 30 no. staff. And, it, and it's really hard as well, because when you're looking at entrepreneur of the year, you're looking at what entrepreneurial skills have they had, mm. what demonstrated and really when we pick the winners i'm sure it's the same for yourself they're the flag they're, they're the kind of um they're the flag bearer for the awards mm. so they're actually saying this is the standard that we want everybody to uh, to kind of aspire to what they've done so you know you, we've had before where we've had a huge organization that's probably turning over 100 million mm. and they tick all the boxes but then when we go on to glass um glass door and places like that and we look at perhaps some of the reviews mm. we realize perhaps the culture's not there yeah so, so there is other things as well i mean what we do we encourage our judges to do is to go into company's house go into trip advisor mm. they don't just take on face value what you're reading on the no. you can't anybody could put anything kind of nomination yeah. you have got to do your you have got to investigate and really look at it yeah and i think the digital footprint is so important for whatever business you're running is to yeah. make sure you've got those all important recommendations online. So yeah, that can trip people up sometimes. When, the other thing, um, I don't know if you've had this, but I've, I've also had in the past, Debbie, I've actually had anonymous employees email as well. They've noticed that their, their business has been, in, has been nominated maybe for employer of the year or SME of the year. And then they've actually then wrote in and said, actually, this has happened or this is the culture. Or, oh gosh, no, I haven't uh, had that. <laughs> yeah, we've had that as well. So the, the thing I always say to people, be very cautious as well. If you're putting yourself forward, yeah. Uh, you know, because people, if it's not legitimate, what you claim <laughs> can get people, you can get bad publicity as well. Yeah, it's true. No, I haven't had that one. I've had people complain when they don't win. That's yeah. generally uh, what we get every year. Uh, why do you I, I don't even I don't even go down you know I normally, <laughs> I normally stay at the hotel where the awards are and I stopped going down for breakfast the next day for that oh. very I just thought I don't want to be seeing people <laughs> and you know because it, it, as you say it's I think if you went to an award you've got to be prepared and um, that you may not win yeah. you know? and um, and you've got to be uh, and I think if you go to it with that mindset and think, well, actually, what could we have done differently? Can we get constructive criticism off the judges? You've got to have that kind of mentality that even though you've been shortlisted, even though you may be a finalist, it doesn't guarantee you're going to win. No, of course it doesn't. And at the end of the day, you could your business still could be really, really good. It's just that you're up against somebody else that's edged you in a certain area for whatever yeah. reason, or they've yeah. done something particularly spectacular this I mean, I was sort of cajoled into entering by Hella, who actually ended up yeah. being shortlisted for Best Networker. Because I said to her, 
look, you know, you should really be entering this. I think it's really good for you. And she said, well, I'll enter if you'll enter. Yeah, yeah. So I said, oh, you know, I I don't think I would get, get you know, Female Entrepreneur of the Year. And she said, well, just you do it and I'll do it and let's see what happens. Yeah. And, of course, we both got shortlisted, which was lovely because we had a great time on the night. And we really made the most of it. And for me, um, I was a finalist the FSB Awards last year. And for me, it, for, I make the most of being a finalist by connecting up with people yeah, yeah, yeah. and chatting to the people on our table that night, you know, at the awards. I never buy a whole table at awards. And the reason I don't do that is because then I'm going to meet maybe half a dozen people I don't know, yeah. which is always great. You know. I, think, I think sometimes for some businesses, you know, it's good for them if they want to take all the team out and do a team. If there's yeah. if it's employer of the year and yeah. you want to take all the team out, celebrate the fact that you obviously the team's been there and you know it could be their Christmas party for the year. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think that's really good. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great opportunity to network. I mean, I think the category that you're in, the female entrepreneur, if I remember, um, you know, some of the some of it was really stiff competition. And um, and one thing that I always publish now is the amount of entries we've had for per category. So for example, if you for example, if you've had like, I don't know, two hundred nom- two hundred entries in for mm. female of the year, and mm. if you've been shortlisted out of those, that in itself is an incredible achievement. Well, my certificate is in a frame and it's over there on the <laughs> um bookcase. I was very chuffed because I'd won quite a few awards for like my networking company uh and i'd won an entrepreneur in a award about i don't know five years ago so i hadn't really done anything recently and i did the fsb last year uh didn't win but i got finalist so again was quite happy with that so i thought okay if i'm going to do anything this year i'll do yours so i was sort of as i said a bit pushed into it by Helen, but i'm glad i did it and uh and it was just a nice experience all round, and it's (laughs) Always oh, nice for me to go to someone else's awards. Yes, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> Rather than my well, own. I also, um, I mean, the other thing that we, we found as well with the judges, there is kind of a change as well. I don't know if you found this, but the judges are really looking for CSR. They're looking for yes. give back. They're yes. looking for how you're making a difference. So Definitely. again, sometimes that has also been a catalyst. They could have a really successful commercially minded nomination, but then, they, but then they could have somebody that's equally as good, but they're also giving back to the community. They're also... Mm. Um, leveling up and all that kind of stuff and that sometimes could actually swing it for the nomination as well because they actually want to see how yeah. they're impacting the community so i really i do in, really encourage people and sometimes people don't put enough on there about the give back and what they do yeah and what they do and, and i agree with that we've actually got a question in our awards now that requires people to share what they're doing and i think that's one of the key things that people they they might be doing stuff but they forget to put it in or they're just not doing you know if you're running a business you can give back you can yeah. it is possible no matter how busy we are there are ways of helping others it, there is a when we first started out in winter, we didn't have any cash to give businesses, but we wanted to give back. So we ring fenced 10% of our stands and we gave mm. them to local charities that couldn't afford to be there. So oh, yeah, that's good. It's not always about, you know, giving cash or giving time. Mm. Sometimes it could just be, what, what can you trade? What could you give to a business? Mm. Uh, it's mm. a charity. So we can all do something um, to give back. Yes, we can. And I think by encouraging that in the nominations, it's also encouraging those aspirational um, nominees and businesses to think, actually, we, we need to be given back. 
Totally. Have you entered awards yourself, by the way? I haven't, but I have recently oh. entered by one of our friends. Um, Denise has entered us for um, Cherishers for um, the, um, the Stevie Award. And I, I, yes. yeah, and I've been told that we are a finalist. So that came that's, that's a global award. Yeah, global, yeah. It's been held in New York um, next month. Are you going? We're debating whether we're going. Oh, Alex, you got to go. What's the I mean, debate? What's the debate? Just because we've got our Reading Expo next week. We've got Manchester no, at the end of November. I've got the awards as well coming up. So it's just whether I can balance it all. Because I, I didn't know we'd been entered. It came as such a shock. <laughs> oh, well, I think Denise is going. So she might yeah. be able to pick it up in your yeah. Uh, absence. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, talk me through the Thames Valley and Southwest because great British um, awards have kind of evolved from the Thames Valley and Southwest. Have you kind of just made it bigger? Um, not not so much that. Um, we So what happened was, obviously, the, we launched in Thames Valley and we launched in the mm. Southwest. They're the two first shows that we did. We launched Windsor um, 12 years ago and we also launched Swindon. So we really felt that we um, wanted to do the award ceremonies in those areas because we had such a strong following across the whole Southwest and Thames Valley. So they were always the kind of successful and, and they kind of led, they just kind of covered themselves really. But we also do shows in Manchester, we do shows mm. in Birmingham. So people kept saying, oh, can you do a Midlands Business Awards? And then we said, can you do a Northwest Business Awards? So I didn't want to be doing four, four award mm. ceremonies. <laughs> no. Um, so the next mm. step then was we need to be doing the Great British Business Awards. Yeah. And um, so that we can we so we can give people in Birmingham, people in Manchester, people in Liverpool the opportunity to enter in a, our, one of our awards, um, but it saved us having to do more regional awards. We just couldn't. We just have got the resources to do that. No, I know. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's like. Uh, organising a large wedding, isn't it, every time when you do Well, it is, it is, and, you know, and with the Great British Business Awards, I mean, we had nominations this year from Ireland. We had them from the Isle of Man, Isle of Wight. We had people, people coming down from Glasgow. So it really was great um, to mm. see, you know, it really was Great Britain represented there, and um, that's great. But the other thing that we wanted to encourage the people that were in Thames Valley and Southwest, if they win, they're a finalist in the, nas in the national awards. So. Oh. That's a good idea. And yeah. so how long has the Great British Business Awards been running then? Two years. So Two it's years. the second year this year it was, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. And when are they open? Are they already open now? Um, so they are open now, yeah. You can go on the website, greatbritishbusinessawards.co.uk. And um, so, yeah, they're all open. Also, Thames Valley Awards are open. That's www.thamesvalleyawards.co.uk. And the Southwest Business Awards are also open as well. So you have to be based in the Southwest for that one? You've got to be based in the Southwest, yeah, for that one. So it could well, be. Well, I'm now based in the Southwest. There you so go. I think I might be able to enter that now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I moved to sunny Somerset. Does that okay. count? Okay, sunny yeah. Sunny Somerset. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, we get quite a lot of nominations from Devon, Somerset, Cornwall. Yes, that's where, so, that's where yeah. I'm at. I'll yeah, have to go and have a little look and good. see. Um, so talk me through SME today and a bit about that. What happened to us at SME today, when we first launched the events back in uh, well, 12 years ago, we um, started to become a distributor for some of the business publications. They asked us to be a distributor. So everybody came to our show to get a free copy. I'm not going to name the publications, but <laughs> a copy of these business publications. And um, 
and you just thought, why are we doing this ourselves? You know, we we know that we know the people that are contributing to it. We know the advertisers. We've got the distribution network, um, you know, across the UK to to put it out there. So that's how it came about. You know, we um, we thought we we're actually going to do our own publication. So we originally thought about doing it in 2018. Um, however, we did a very soft launch. But when COVID came and um, we didn't have the expos, we really properly launched it then um, uh-huh. during the pandemic. And that's a digital magazine. It is digital. We, we initially we were um, it was physical. It's a physical magazine. However, to be more carbon friendly and to mm. reduce our footprint, we went digital. However, if you do come to an expo, each one of our expos, there is a mini SME today given out mm. as a show guide. So are you looking for people to send you, you know, stories and adverts and yeah, things exactly. for that? Absolutely. I mean, obviously we look for advertisers. So we have got people mm-hmm. like um we've got Virgin um advertising at the moment, we've got BT. So so we have got advertisers, but we're always looking for interesting stories. We're looking for people that want to add um contributions. Um, contributors for example you could be writing something about awards and, and then the best practice of entering awards so yeah we're always 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 looking for um, good quality content and um, to keep pushing it out there because it goes out every two weeks to I think 126,000 subscribers oh wow that's amazing yeah. so we always talk about the challenges that people face when they're running a business so you're sort of 12 years in it's quite a long time so what would be your sort of pieces of advice to anyone starting out if they were listening to this podcast i think um first of all it would be to have a good business plan um mm. and i know your business plan can do, do, um can obviously change and can adapt but also really do your budgeting and costings mm. and understand your cost of sales. It took me five years, Debbie, to really understand uh, how much a stand how much a stand actually cost me. Mm. Um, and I know that sounds stupid to some people. When it actually broke down, you know, what it actually cost me to sell that stand. And that was like factoring in your corporation liability, your um mm. And I, the table hire, the venue hire, everything. You know, what does that actual product cost me to sell or produce? Yeah. Um, I realized I'd been given stands away and it was costing me to give those stands away. Mm. <laughs> so it took me five years to realize the cost of sale and also the profit margin that we needed to operate as a business. Mm. And I think that's really, really important, getting your costings and getting your figures right. Yeah. And I think that's a thing that a lot of people don't really understand um, when they're setting out. You know, they need to take all these costs into account and they just kind of sort of blindly go into things without really putting that detail in. And I mean, I mean, a business plan, you need to refresh it every year, really. Yeah, to yeah, think yeah, about, yeah. you know, what's coming up and putting your targets together for next year. People are always surprised when I say, oh, no, my venue's booked for next year and this is booked for yeah, next year yeah, and that's yeah. done. And it's, yeah. you know, because you can't run a business on the fly. Well, you can, but you probably won't get yeah, very far. Yeah. And the other thing as well, I think I always say to people, think about how committed I am to this business. You mm. know, is this going to be a lifestyle business for me? Is this mm. looking to scale up? Uh, you know, do I still want to be running this business in 12 years' time? Um, you know, what do I want to do and what do I want to get out of this business? So I think that's what I always say to people as well. They really need to think about, you know, what is the objective? Why am I doing this? Is it legacy? Mm. What What's the purpose? The business is hard. You know, mm. it's hard. It's difficult. And, um, you know, you've really got to think about why am I doing it? What's the big why, really? For me, for us, it was about giving back and, and creating what we created in Cherishers, but also giving back to the communities as well. So mm. really to make a difference and trying to give integrity in business. So what shows have you got coming up, literally? Like, you, you've got uh, Swindon's coming up, isn't it, already? Reading. Yeah, Reading. Yeah. 
And then what's what's for next year? What's on the um Ooh, okay. <laughs> so we've got Reading next week, and that's that's the 12th of October. It's a green park. Um, so that's we're really looking forward to that. And then we've got our Manchester Expo, that's on the 23rd of November, and that's at Man City Football Club. And then we've oh. got the um yeah, yeah, and then we've got the Reading and Thames Valley Business Awards on the 30th of November, Hilton Reading. And then we've got the Southwest Business Awards on the 7th of December at the Double Chain Swindon. So that's this year. Wow. Yeah. And then next year, we've got all seven expos are back. Um, we cover shows in Cardiff, Bristol, Swindon, Reading, Manchester, Birmingham, and Twickenham as well. And then we've got the three business awards. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how you get any time yeah. for yourself with that lot. <laughs> it's a well, big, 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 long journey, yeah. Yeah, you've got lots going on. Well, well done on your nomination for Cherishers. That is incredible. Yeah, no, um, we're really we're really pleased. I mean, it's been really hard, and Denise has been a great advocate and a great help to Cherishers, um, especially through the pandemic. And um, I think, you know, we all deserve an award for getting through the pandemic and um, just <laughs> still being here, don't we? We certainly do. And Denise is a great advocate for awards and she's a great yeah, advocate yeah. for you and your expos. Yeah. So, yeah, she's wonderful, wonderful. And, and again, I would really encourage anybody listening to the podcast, and I'm sure you already do, buy Denise's book. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. We, we've, got a whole, we've got a whole episode on it. We've had yeah. a good old chibwag with her and we always promote her book. It's an amazing yeah. book. Not because the forward was written by me, of course, but no. <laughs> no, no but seriously, and no, I've, actually had, I've actually had people that have brought Denise, that have entered the awards, bought Denise's book and they've re-entered because they realised what they did wrong with yeah. their nomination. And um, so really, there is, a, there is a systematic approach to entering awards and to filling out nominations. And that in itself, if you're very serious about entering awards yeah is a go-to really of course it is absolutely and her book is just amazing to actually just go through it step by step and get all the right information in there it's called winner and it's by denise o'leary and it is on amazon so you can yeah. go and buy buy a copy well thank you for joining me today it's been absolutely amazing to catch up with you and find out more about your awards and um if you are listening to the podcast we will make sure all the details are in the show notes and if you're watching on youtube we will put the links in there for you so thank you for joining me thank today you, alex thank, thank you, you. Thanks for listening to the Business Awards show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all of the latest information and show notes, please go over to our website, businessawardshow.co.uk. Thank you.